Hello, welcome back to Talk Female Friday with your host, Lucy Grimwade. And today I am so excited uh, to be recording this podcast with an ally and friend of mine, Dave, who is the first male voice on the podcast on Talk Female Friday. Just a disclaimer, you would have already heard me say this um, if you listened to my filler episode, that this is the second time that we are recording because the first time we recorded, my audio was so rubbish. I just could not post um, the episode because it's such a momentous moment having a male voice on the podcast that I wanted to serve it justice almost. So Dave, can I hand over to you so you can do a wee introduction to yourself? A wee introduction? Okay. Um, as, as we go, so quite a lot of build up there. So I am a I'm a, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer, I'm a facilitator. Uh, and, and, and just over the last few years, I've, I've found myself um, moving much more into the kind of supporting area for people that um, like, like women that, that are not getting the opportunities that they need and, and helping to coach them around those areas and coach organisations as well in the way that they're working. So, um, so that is me. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. And it's been so lovely to actually have you on this episode because you and I reconnected via the podcast anyway. So when I launched it two years ago, you found me listening, you found that I had published this, you started listening to it. And it's just been so nice to kind of get back in touch with you since since then so it's so lovely to kind of have you as one of the first listeners to now be the first male voice on here as well and it's just such a privilege and pleasure to have you on as well um so today Dave what I wanted to talk to you about was allyship really because you've been such a massive ally for me and supporting me over the last couple of years and actually even when we met back um way back when we were working together you were a massive supporter of my men and I just wanted just to kind of get a male perspective on allyship and your views and your thoughts so tell us a little bit about how you are an ally so how, how I'm an ally. So I didn't I didn't wake up one day and go, you know what, it's time for me to be an ally now. Let's go. Let's do it. It's, it's kind of not one of those things. You don't decide that, um, you know, it's not like, oh, I've woken up on the right side of bed this morning. I think it's time to stand up and make a stance. It doesn't work like that. Instead, the way that I found that happens is it's it's much more of a kind of an, an evolutionary process um, where you, you notice things that are happening that you don't think are right and that you don't think should be happening. And the first time you see them, the first time you hear them, they're kind of water off a duck's back. You don't really notice them too much. But what I found happening was that after those situations, I, I was then reflecting back on what I'd seen and, and going, you know what? I don't think that should be happening. I'm not sure that's the right thing to do. And so then the next time that something like that happens, you, you feel, you, you know what? I don't want to let this pass. And then you start standing up. Um, and you start supporting and you start helping, um, you know, not not to not to give people a voice. Um, that's very much not what it is, but to to help them find their voice. And I think there's a real uh, a real strong distinction between the two, because the point of an ally is not to suddenly be the, a massive defender of everyone who, who feels like they're being slighted. But it is to support those people in helping themselves to be heard and to be putting them, them on that uh, on that platform so that that you know that they're not being not being ignored yeah I like that it's really nicely put it's, it's not around kind of waking up one day and deciding you're going to be an ally it's probably something that you've always done and it's now just got a label I would say um and you're right it's not just around amplifying somebody's voice it's around offering those challenges 
kind of supporting, coaching, mentoring. And I definitely think from the work that I've done with you, you definitely have, you know, you've offered me those challenges. You've mentored me, you've coached me, you've asked me questions, you've gone off and educated yourself. You've even educated me on the journey as well. And it's it's way more than I think what what we kind of talk about. It isn't just around going, oh yeah, like letting someone else speak. It's around being that support mechanism almost wouldn't you say yeah I, I i what i will say is that i don't i don't think it's right for um me as a man to suddenly stand up and, and say oh you're not paying attention to to these women as an example you know pay more attention to them can't you see they're being ignored that's not what it is because then all you've done is you've replaced one male voice for another um and instead you know it, it needs to be a, a, i think anyway a much more coaching element coaching the people that that aren't being taken seriously where they should be and coaching the people that aren't giving them the opportunity for that as well so it goes both ways and what do you think the main challenges are when you're when you're an ally especially for women what are the main challenges do you see so i think the challenges are when you're working um well firstly the obvious challenge is when you're working with with people in the organization that that you're you're supporting in um that just don't want to listen don't want to hear and are, are used to the way that they've been working um you know we've we've come across situations where um if there's a woman in the room it's assumed they're going to get the tea um or it's assumed they're going to take the notes going to take the minutes we love that one that's always popular um but these are the these are the cliched ones but you get other ones as well examples that 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 i've experienced where um where a woman will ask a question a woman that's at the same level that i'm i'm at um and then the question will be ignored and it will be moved over and so I've, I've observed it happen before and so as I, as I mentioned before you reflect on that and then you go okay well what can I do uh, what can I do to support that and and what I did in in that situation is the next time I saw that happen is I asked the question after the um the the woman I was working with asked the question and my question got answered straight away unsurprisingly um and and they said oh you know that's a great question Dave I said well actually that wasn't my question that was Lisa's can you can you answer answer her question please you know because it's mm. the same question and so almost like hammering that point home and obviously i haven't worked with someone called lisa that's just, just as an example but the the point the point there being that you shouldn't suddenly pay more attention to my question because i'm a guy you should pay attention to the question because there's merit behind the question it doesn't matter if it's a man saying it or a woman saying it or whoever saying it if it's a good question it should be answered yeah and just just kind of on the topic of the whole subject of of around kind of maybe equity there really is is kind of what I'm getting from that and something that's coming up a lot in conversations at the moment is around kind of leadership programs training development etc what are your views on on those types of programs because I'm curious to hear your side of it because it's something at the moment that I'm definitely looking into in regards to like building out a women's leadership program or just a women's program to kind of build with confidence, blah, 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 all of those kind of main kind of ingredients that make up of make up a program. But what happens if the culture is really rubbish? Like how can you deliver those types of programs and training as a trainer yourself when you're kind of in a culture that's just a little bit antiquated? Can I call it that? Uh, yeah, antiquated. Ancient's a good word as well. We find that a lot too. Um, but this, the answer with that one is that I don't think that just one training program is the solution. I think that it's the kind of, it, 
a program absolutely that makes perfect sense but it shouldn't be a training program it should be an education program and a support program so any good course any good training that, that you offer should always be backed up and supported by coaching um because otherwise all you're doing is you're handing out the theory and then saying off you go just go and do that just go and fix that so one of the things that i do a lot at the moment is when i'm delivering training courses as you mentioned is that I coach the people that come on the training courses that I'm delivering because that is just as important an element of the training that we're doing um, is the coaching of it. And that's that's when you then get get coaching sessions that follow on from the, those kind of courses. And and I think that's exactly what um, what is needed if you're trying to build a kind of a, a, a women's leadership program is you need training, but not just for the women. You need to be training everyone else as well so that they have that expectations of this is what we need to do to support that um so yeah i think that's the answer yeah and i also wonder as well whether it's some kind of challenging challenging the way people think especially in the industries that i've worked in um it's been interesting to see some of the kind of older school type folk that have been within the industry for such a long time that women perhaps weren't in the industry when they were when they started out and now women are coming into work which is a whole nother podcast episode for sure it's just nice to hear you say training's needed but then having that coaching there is to keep it sustainable yeah absolutely yeah how do you how do you implement these things and and, and i don't think that's just limited to um to women in leadership programs i think that is anything that is taught in a kind of classroom based environment needs to be supported by coaching so that you can actually embed the learning inside of the culture and that's the way that you change those antiquated cultures is embedding the learning in kind of like the the way that you work as an organization and that's that's why i think that the two are needed and that's why you need to include your leadership teams as part of this as well i asked you earlier around some of the challenges around mm -hmm. being an ally and something that I have seen firsthand myself and it'd be curious to hear kind of your side as well from this um was around when I've had men work with me or I've had um like friends who are male as well who have been supporting me on journeys that I've gone on some comments have been kind of you know fly fly, uh, fly away throw away I mean comments made around is that person just doing that because they find you attractive or they want you to do this or they want you to do that? I'm just wondering whether, you know, you've seen or heard or experienced anything like that and how we can kind of challenge that behaviour. So so you see it in two ways. You see it in people being upfront about it and going, yeah, but come on, look, you're just trying a bit, aren't you? You know, what are you really after here? Kind of the undertones of that. And then you get people that, that don't say it and that's almost worse. Uh, where they're not saying things like that but they're thinking it and you can and you can see from the way that people act um how, how you see that and, and i and me and you have talked about this a little bit before but but my my view on this basically is, is that that's a reflection on that person um, and that it's that person that that has that view and that feeling that that you know we would only ever help women because we have a, a, an ulterior motive which is not altogether that pleasant um but that's really not what we're doing what we're doing is we recognize that diversity is important and having the diversity of opinions and the way that people think and the way that people work is really important. So just because someone is female, it doesn't mean they won't make a good leader. It doesn't automatically mean they would either. But what it means is that we should be considering how they could support us, how they could be part of that leadership community, that leadership team. Um, and sometimes a woman will be the right person. 
Um, and sometimes a man will be the right person, but it shouldn't be about your gender that makes you the right person. It should be about the qualities that you have and the abilities that you have. And, and that's that's almost what I get more concerned about is the fact that that people that people's abilities aren't being taken into account, but it is their gender or the color of their skin or their orientation, any any of those kind of defining characteristics that, that people can be slighted against because of. Yeah, I also, um, you and I have talked about this before as well. Mm -hmm. There's been some, some things that we've talked about and things that I've read and things that I've seen around sometimes people get a role because they're ticking a box and that doesn't mm. sit well with me because I think exactly to what you just said it's about the capability of the person and if that just so happens to be a white man then that's you know white man 30s to 40s etc you know the standard cookie cutter um is fine but sometimes I think we fill positions and and do things just to tick boxes I just don't think that's the answer because you end up having the wrong culture and the wrong just the wrong viewpoint on how you're going to take your company organization just life forwards yeah absolutely yeah it's it's so it's so interesting so i was in i was in london yesterday doing coaching with a client for the day and and while i was on the while i was on the train i had my uh i had my, my headphones in listening to some music and and one of the songs that came up on my on my shuffle was was a taylor swift song and the lyrics on it, um, on the on the on the song, I think you'll like this one, Lucy. So that the lyric said, "I'm so sick of running as fast as I can, wondering if I get there quicker if I was a man." And now I, I thought about those lyrics, and I thought, you know what? That seems very aligned with the type of thing that we're talking about here. I'm going as fast as I can. I'm doing everything I can. I just want to get there. But if I was a man, I'd probably be there already. Um, and if I was there, I would be the man. Um, is you know how the, the song continues like that, but. The, the point being that, you know, I'm doing everything I can. I'm putting my all into it. I'm doing everything, but I'm a woman, so I'm just never going to get there. And that's the kind of bias that we need to kind of start fighting through. And that is the role of an ally to, to go against that bias that's stopping that from happening. Number one, absolutely love that you were listening to Taylor Swift. Like, hello, Swifty fan here. Love it. <laughs> and number two, I I... Oh God, do you know what? Unpopular opinion, maybe. I'm in two minds with the things that we say because we're constantly saying, we are constantly saying, if I was a man, I'd be there already. I'm running and running and running. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm a woman. It's because of the rat. And we are saying it. And I've been saying it a lot recently. We've talking around to friends, both men and female, around my career plans and mm -hmm. the reaction I've got. And then this week in fact I turned around to somebody and said if I was male saying this to you what would you say to me and I was so cross at myself because I was a bit like oh I'm adding into that kind of you know that that narrative of like male versus female but I think that we I don't know how I'm articulating this I'm obviously not articulating it very well but I I think there's a something around here around the language that we are using because we keep women keep putting ourselves we keep putting ourselves in these glass boxes I keep calling it a glass box mm -hmm. and actually what happens if we just like broke through it slightly and we and we change the narrative do you get where I'm going with this Don't yeah, yeah absolutely yeah but no so I, I know exactly what you're saying that it's almost like by comparing ourselves to well you know if I was a man I'd, you know I'd be sorted already you know it's almost it's almost harming us um because because it's it, as you say it's not about male versus female and, and i do agree with that but i do think there is a there is a point to be made there that is would i be taken more seriously if i was a guy and 
And, you know, obviously that's the wrong approach as an ally to be talking up to, to senior leadership and, and, and whoever to say, well, look at this person. You clearly have promoted them if they were a bloke. Um, mm. That is obviously not the right approach because that, that is quite conflict inducing. And we want to get away from that. We want to have helpful, supportive conversations. So it's all about how we frame that as well. So so let's let's look at so take the names out of it. Take the take take the genders out of it as well. And just and just look at the the qualities of people so let's look at the qualities that if you're going for a a job for example and you have two candidates on on the page well write down the qualities of the, the if you have a, a male and a female candidate they're both going just write the qualities of them down put them on separate pages and then just go and give them to someone else and say yeah. if if all you could judge on was the qualities that we've got on these pages right here because this is what i've taken from the interview who would you give the job to and then see what the outcome is and then see if that is different from as a hiring manager what you what you would have gone for because then that is completely taking the bias out of it um i'm not saying that that means that the woman's going to get the job every time or anything crazy like that because because it's all about what qualities those people have and the women aren't always the right people for the job but the men aren't always the right people either so so i think that would be a, a useful exercise to try and get away from that agreed i think something that we've tried to do I say we, a long time ago in a different role I was in, we came up with this idea of anonymizing CVs. So I was part of a women in tech kind of women's group in a different organization that I work in from now. And um, it was about anonymizing CVs. And that actually was something that was implemented and it was helpful because then as a hiring manager myself, I never knew whether I was going to be interviewing a male or a female. And, you know, it, just within a name and, and two years ago when I interviewed Bella around it like her name's Ibella Ike um she's Nigerian but if she put Bella Ike people think that she was Italian so she was more likely to get um interviews than when she put her full kind of birth name on there that's interesting yeah so yeah it's interesting that you made me think of you when you were saying that around the qualities it just made me think about if you just anonymize CVs you automatically taking the bias out of there yeah and, and and that's what we that's what that's what we really want here isn't it it's it's not having you know leadership you know it's not about going going too much in the wrong direction where we've got all of the all the women in leadership positions and all and all the men are doing all of the the the, the other roles that that's obviously not what we want and and it's it's not it's not about that it's about having the right blend of the people with the qualities um so so yeah we have that and, and obviously that reminds us of the uh of the the question that, that that was posed to you that we that we spoke about before and you've turned into instagram posts um which yeah. is, around you know what happens if it goes too much the the other way you know what happens oh we're saying that we've not got enough women in leadership positions that is not what we're saying we're saying that we need to have the right blend of diversity there um and then the, and the question comes back well what it goes too much the other way what if there's too many women in leadership positions well, I look, I look forward to that day. Um, that's that's what that's what I said to you, wasn't it? Give me a call when that happens, and I'll be sitting here by my phone. I'm I'm still waiting. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, and and still no one's rung me. Either they've lost my number, or it still hasn't happened. Yep, same. Um, I still haven't had that call. Well, I've also changed my LinkedIn banner now with my mobile number on there. So please do like ring me when it's gone too far the other way and let me know when that happens. <laughs> that still tickles me when when that was when I kind of was speaking to you about it. And then you just instantly responded, well, do you know what? Just give me a call when that happens. It was just so funny. Um, Dave, is there anything that you could share in regards to somebody listen, listening to this now? 
and they are looking to become you know they're already an ally but how can they become a better ally and how can they better support kind of people in their community what kind of hints tips tricks advice would you would you give so so firstly if you're um, if you're listening to this and you're still listening to this after 20 minutes thank you for sticking with us it's uh, it's it's always valued i uh, hope you're getting value out of the the conversation we're having here in terms of how you can be a, a better ally and 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 i i think it's a really difficult one to judge because i don't know how much of an ally you are currently. Um, but what, what I would say is always be on the lookout for those opportunities um, to support and to reinforce, but not just that, but to support other allies as well, because other allies need support because it's a lonely, lonely business at times. Um, and, and people say, you know, oh, it must be really hard being an ally, you know, because, you, you know, you, you, you know, you're, you're standing up for, for other people and, and it's not standing up, it's coaching and it's supporting. Um, and, but there's, there's the fact that the, why I would turn around to that and say, well, if you think it's hard being an ally, imagine how hard it is when you're the one being slighted against. So put yourself in those people's shoes. And if you're thinking as an ally, what more can I do? What more can I support? I, I would say, think about how those you are looking to support are feeling right now and how and how they're feeling. And what would you want in, in their shoes? Uh, or, or talk to them about it. You know, what? what can I do to help you? What can I do to support you? Because sometimes as allies, we won't do the right thing or what, what we would do, what we think might be the right thing, but everyone's, everyone's an individual. So it's important to keep having those conversations and identify those that also want to help out. So if you're standing up in a crowd of people as an, as an ally and saying, I don't think that's right. So if someone notices that and talks to you afterwards and said, Oh, you know, I think, I think what you did there, that was really good. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much for saying that. Well, then start that conversation well you know it doesn't just have to be me you know would you would you be interested in in that how we could you know don't you don't have to call it an ally we're not always interested in labels it's more about the support and the coaching that we offer so that we're preventing these these kind of transgressions from happening in the first place um so so that's that's what i think in terms of growing that ally network but you just don't have to call it an ally network if you don't want to can I also ask you a question around, we talked about this last time on the podcast recording that I had to re completely scrap because of the audio, um, was around the fact that you are a father to twin boys. And we were talking about raising our future in a more inclusive and diverse way. Yeah, yeah. So, so what we were talking about the last time, and, and obviously... It, it, it's a blessing in disguise that the recording didn't work last time because it means I get I get some more time to chat to you about this kind of stuff. So always uh, always good. Um, so so yeah, we we need to be thinking about the future world that we're bringing people up into as well because if we're because we we know and we appreciate that the kind of things that we're talking about, the change that we're making, you know, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen next year. You know, it's it is such a gradual thing that it that in our working lifetimes we probably won't ever fix it. We'll, we'll help it and we'll move it towards where it needs to be and moving that needle more towards that balance, you know, anywhere that is closer to balanced is, is going to be a positive and is going to be a forward step. But really what we're talking about is we're talking about fixing the world of work and the environment that we're talking about here for, for future generations. And and I don't want my kids to be go, growing up in a, in an, an environment where, um, where we, we experience these kind of transgressions, like where 
where we have people that aren't being taken seriously where they should. I mean, I, I've got two boys, so you could look at it and go, well, well, you've got two guys. So, you know, what you're worried about, you know, you don't want to be taking their opportunities away. And it's not about taking opportunities away. It is about balancing those opportunities so that the right people are in the right places, as I've said all along. And you don't, you don't, I don't want to be skipping away from creating that that world of work, that environment that is going to be more supportive and more inclusive. Cause I think that I, I think that that's got to be the way forwards. Yeah. And I and I completely agree with you. And I think the changes that we're doing now and the knowledge that we're putting out there now and the children that we're raising is going to just make a better world for us in the future. Hopefully in our lifetime in our in our kind of working lifetime we'll see some changes and I think last time we talked about you know it'd be great to see the changes but I think it'd probably be the generations of your children that are coming into it that will benefit from it the most because it takes a long time and I think not to be doom and gloom but even to get to this point to where we are now it's taken years and years and years and years just to even get to to having a conversation just about allyship when I met you what five six seven eight years ago i can't i can't even well, think probably of how long. eight or nine something like yeah, that yeah eight or nine. oh my goodness it's been a long time it's our 10 year anniversary next month next year <laughs> oh my goodness it is <laughs> anniversary. i don't woohoo maybe we should an episode um i don't think that we would even have had this conversation around kind of allyship and supporting women even though you were naturally doing it anyway it probably wasn't something that came into our vocabulary and now it's just a lot more kind of I don't know more widely used more looked at more less frowned upon if I can even say that so I think that it it does take time and I'm sorry that sounds really doom and gloom but if we persevere and we're consistent the changes will happen. It's important to reflect as well like as you say like a decade ago how many episodes you've done of the podcast over 50 right? at least yeah do you know what it's coming up to 70 episodes well, there you go. See, I've, I've even lost count but the, 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 the point being that something like that that would have been unheard of a decade ago but now it's 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 not unheard of and look at the amount of episodes that we've done not we've done you've done the amount of the amount, <laughs> i know I, I i feel like a support so I, I always think of it as we but it really is your it is a we it is no, a it's, we it's, 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 you. It's, it's all it's, it's all you lucy um and the, the point is that something like that would just wouldn't have happened a decade ago but it's almost like a catalyst for change, these sorts of things happening so that we can then see it in the future. And, and maybe in 10 years, who who knows, something like this may be much more the norm and much more accepted rather than it being like pockets of people that are doing it to try and, um, you know, support that narrative going forward. So, you know, any change is positive change as far as I'm concerned. I agree. And I hope that this is listened to in 10 years time in an archive and someone goes, oh, goodness me, I can't believe that, you know, it did go too far the other way. And there is now too many women. And I can't find the phone number. (laughs) No, I can't find the phone number. (laughs) Um, Dave, to to wrap the episode up, is there any kind of passing messages or thoughts that you want to share with the audience? Uh, Only that if you if you see something um, and you don't do anything about it, you're you're only going to be hurting yourself in the long run. It might not feel like you're hurting yourself, but anything that's not kind of adding to that that corporate diversity, which is so vital, um, is you know it's only going to be us as as a society. And I don't want to go too political on this, but that that suffers it suffers in the long run. So it's not if you see it, say it, report it, or anything, any kind of phrase like that. But it's very much 
if you're witnessing things like this, then it is as much your responsibility to be supporting and coaching people, um, if you have that skill set, to be um, to, to to have the confidence and to 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 push back on on these types of things as it is on the people to push back. So you know we can't do these things alone. We all need to work together. Thank you, Dave, for for giving that parting message, and thank you to you for listening today to Talk Female Friday. Um, this is going to be the kind of last episode of this year. I'm going to take a break over Christmas and I'll be back in the new year in January with some fantastic new guests and some fantastic new content. And thank you so much for supporting everyone that's been supporting the kind of relaunch of Talk Female Friday podcast. And I will talk female with you next year. Take care. Thanks so much. Bye. And Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. <laughs>